all about the archers. I'm Philippa. And I'm Katie. And we're here to talk to you about everything this week, up to and including Tuesday the 12th of December. There will be spoilers. So this week we cover... Rage rooms and sniffing. And bad advice and relationship questions. So Katie, what did you think of the week so far? What did you think about tonight, Tuesday? Tell me what you're thinking. The rage room. I've always wanted to do a rage room. It was so exciting. It's been on my bucket list for ages. I really want to go. I've been looking into it. There is one in Birmingham, so maybe that's the one they went to. I don't know. But maybe we should do an all about the Archers team meeting at a rage room. That would be great. Goodness, Um, that would be amazing because we're talking about all meeting up because the four of us have never all been together in a room what happens in a rage room katie i mean do you get a hammer and is it all plates and stuff what goes on yeah well you choose your weapon (laughs) so you can have they've got like sledgehammers hammers baseball bats anything like that and you can specify what items you want to smash as well so apparently quite a common one is a printer (laughs) So you can smash anything you want. There's certain bits in the room already. There wasn't enough smashing noises, I thought, in the recording. It was a bit too thumping. But uh, yeah, there's a lot more trashing that goes on. I imagine the sound effect people had a great time. Yes, that was a huge fave of mine this week. Any other faves that you've had? Well, I I started to like the fact that Lillian and Justin were missing each other, but then they, they're not so missing. Well, Lillian's not so missing Justin anymore. So I'd started to write that in my faves, but it's not really a fave anymore. I'm slightly concerned about that one. Yeah, I'm not sure where that one's going. I think Lillian is missing someone, but I think it's Jenny she's missing. I think she needs Jenny to talk to, and she's just sort of rudderless at the moment. I just felt that very much this week. Yeah, I did love the fact that, I never thought I'd say this, that Linda was there. So <laughs> she kind of picked up the pieces to help. But yeah, it's not Jenny, it's not her sister. And yeah, it's she's got Tony, but a bit useless. And how did Lillian not know that Justin was... A little bit smarmy. How was that like news to her? I'd have thought she would have known what Justin was about. Love is blind, Philippa, you know, for nothing. (laughs) But no, you'd you'd have thought she would be a bit, you know, on those days when your other half's just annoying you a little bit and you're like, yeah, you're a bit. So yeah, I think smarmy would have come up at that point. Maybe Lillian needs to go in the rage room as well. Maybe there just needs to be a bus going from Ambridge to the rage room. It needs to be a weekly feature in Ambridge, the rage room. <laughs> we get Joy in there and maybe she could meet up with her family and it'd be great. <laughs> Emma would be there, furious with Kate. Kate would be there, furious that Peg is moving home. I mean, I can't think of anyone that would say it would pass on a rage room. Clary would be there. Definitely. And Susan. Definitely. Yeah. Or she'd be at the door. Susan would be at the door listening to everyone to get the yeah. gossip about what they're angry about and then go and tell everyone. Oh, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was interesting because I don't believe we've heard Lily's view before on the whole Freddie inheriting Lower Lockley and how Lily really feels. So that was fascinating for that to come out. As you say, we hear things that we might not normally hear. Yeah, I thought that was a really good point that that's playing on her mind, obviously, because it's something we've all discussed in the past. But it's quite interesting that it's obviously in her mind as well. Yeah, it was just interesting to hear Paul's sort of fury about the inequality of Freddie inheriting and Lily not. 
and sort of, yeah, Lily saying that she's going to receive some money, but she doesn't know quite how much. So it's obviously not been talked about in a lot of detail. Yeah, it was nice to hear yeah. Paul's passion for that. It's strange that she maybe wouldn't know the amount. Yes, I mean, maybe it is a sum of money put in trust, so perhaps she's not kept up to date, but surely she'd be given an idea of, well, it's nowhere near the value that Fred is inheriting or it's quite a big sum of money, but it's managed by the trustees. I I could be corrected, but I don't know if we've heard exactly what that's about, but it does feel like Fred is getting the majority, the bigger piece of the cake with that. So there's that. And this mention of the book, The Invisible String. I've never heard this book before. Have you heard about this book, Katie? No, I'd written it down as well because I thought you'd you'd like a book mention. We need Lauren as well. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it sounds like a really nice book, but a little bit too kind of heart-wrenching, I think, maybe for this time of year. It looks like a real picture book. It's only 40 pages by Patrice Cast and a nice book for very small children. So I wasn't sure quite, but it's obviously an important one. And if a book's being mentioned, I'm happy with it. I'm not going to go with that. But of course, my faves were food. Did you hear any food being mentioned this week, Katie? I did a few bits and bobs, but I never write them down because I think it's all down to you. There wasn't as much as I would like. I've heard Christmas cake, cherries, veg boxes, and then the roast lunch at the golf club with the improved cooking. A new chef has come in and Brian wants to eat there more frequently. What do you think about this relationship between Brian and Justin with them being sort of roomies? How do you think that's working? I'm really enjoying it. I want them to live together a bit longer. I need the Lillian and Justin thing to not work out for a little bit longer so that we can carry on with this Brian and Justin because have we ever heard them on the golf course? I don't know if I've ever heard anyone playing golf in the Archers in the years I've listened because I've not listened that long. But nice to actually hear it being used. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I think they could make a whole TV series out of Brian and Justin living together. I think that'd be quite a good comedy with Justin being very selfish, you know, run out of toilet paper and, oh, we're going golfing, even if Brian really doesn't want to. And come on, the 12 holes of Christmas, I thought was quite good fun. I mean, I'm not a golf fan, but that sounded good fun. My other fave this week is the director. I don't know if you spotted that one, but this week the episodes are directed by Jeremy Howe, the editor of The Archers. So that was nice to see. Very good, Jeremy. Very good directing. We learned as well this week that it's two years that Alice has been sober. I was surprised it was that long. It was the same with Jenny. I didn't feel like Jenny's been dead nearly a year. And then for her to have been sober for nearly two, it seems to have all gone really quick all of a sudden. I thought it was all this year. <laughs> yeah, I felt there's been a lot of repositioning or sort of putting things into perspective this week. It's nearly a year since Jenny died. It's two years Alice has been teetotal. Ben's coping with the course now. Lily's not so happy about not inheriting Lower Loxley. Pip and Stella are going to have Christmas together. There seemed a lot of, right, this is where we've been and this is where we're going. I felt not a lot happened and yet a lot has happened. Yeah, it was kind of good backstory stuff with those kind of dates and things like that because everyone's all confused after lockdown still because I think everyone's forgotten all of those years. So I think the past few years have just all spiralled into one, so it's quite nice to kind of break them all up again. Although I love the fact that Alice was expecting Ian to remember what part Phoebe played in a nativity show 
that must have been at least 15 years ago, if not more. Give me your flops of this week, Katie. What flops have you witnessed? My main flop was the sniffing. Oh, which episode was it? Monday's episode with Alice and Ian outside. And they were trying to prove it was cold. So they were kind of like, stop sniffing, constant sniffing. It was really getting on my mind. And he had to turn it off. I was thinking, please stop sniffing in a moment because it was just going on really too much. Yeah, you're outside. It's cold. Just maybe sniff once. Didn't even hear the sniffing. That's incredible. How can we listen to the same thing a number of times? I was more concerned about them being outside in the dark in minus 15 degrees on a slide. I didn't like the idea of that, but sniffing. I miss that. Love that flop. <laughs> Any other flops, Katie? Definitely. It was the whole Adam and Ian chat about the whole thing, you know, where it was holding hands before and now it's the whole having to come out over and over again to different families each time Xandra changes school or makes new friends. And I thought that was really touching. It's it's another thing that you don't really think about and you don't realise that they have to go through that every single time. So, yeah, I, I thought that that was really touching. Yeah, I agree. I enjoyed the difference between Adam, who's much more relaxed about it, as he was with the hand-holding, and Ian, who feels it a lot more. And yeah, I felt really sorry for Ian that he was worrying about it because every family is different. And I think Adam was trying to say, well, you know, even at the nativity, that there won't just be mums and dads. And I just hope it doesn't trouble Ian too much because that's such a shame. They're just so lovely. And yeah, Zonda sounds yeah. fine. I mean, considering some of the families he could be living with in Ambridge, I think, you know, Zander's going to learn to do some good cooking and he'll learn how to sow an edible forest so he can cook and sow an edible forest. <laughs> He's got the best of both worlds. It's going to be like the good life. It'll be fine. <laughs> I thought the other touching bit was Brian when he was talking about Jenny and kind of saying that he hasn't put the decorations up because he feels like he should, he has to, but doesn't really want to. And he's really missing Jenny. And yeah, it, oh, wanted to give him a big hug. Another flop of mine was bad advice that seemed to be dished out this week. Tony was tasked with talking Lillian round by Justin. So Tony said to her, well, I never understood what you saw in him. That's not the, the best advice you can give. And then Lillian goes and talks to Alice about Harry Chilcott and says, you know, oh, maybe you're holding off telling Chris about Harry because it's, it won't last. I just thought, come on, everyone, let's have some positivity here. I felt that those were some, yeah, bad moments. Do you think Alice should tell Chris? I think so, just because Harrison's seen them out and about as well. And you just don't oh, want yeah. Harrison to maybe say it in passing to Fallon and then it just happens to get back to Chris. I think it's probably better than her just kind of saying, oh, I'm just seeing a friend because they're single. They can do whatever they want now. So I think it does make sense to just say it, not make a big thing of it, obviously, but just kind of say, oh, kind of seeing someone at the minute and then just leave it at that. But I think, yeah, I think before it becomes gossip and people start spreading it or if Susan hears something or whatever. It might yes. be a good idea for her to get it out there. No, you're absolutely right. Because I was thinking, well, is there any need to tell him for now? But they're sitting, they're chatting, they're having cups of tea. Harrison's seen Harry as well. So, yeah, you're right. They need to have that conversation. 
And uh, yes, we'll see what happens from there on in. But tell me your predictions, Katie. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I'm still holding out for the fact that Matt Crawford's coming back and that he's maybe bought the land. I would love that. I need him to come back. <laughs> Anything else? Or is that your prediction? Yes, I've got two others. So mm. I feel like we need a nice big family Christmas. Everyone to smother around Brian to help him. So I think Debbie needs to come back. We need Debbie back for Christmas. She needs oh. to be there. That's a great prediction. What's your final prediction? Fingers crossed. And then the last one, which I think is the most likely to happen, is going to be Lily, heart, Paul, Christmas kiss, I've written. It's got to happen. But is Paul bisexual? I thought he was gay. I don't know. I, I just got the impression today that there might be something more. Oh, so I'm not sure. I wasn't expecting that at all. Because we I don't have a bisexual character. No. Yeah. Well. Oh, no, but we do. Isn't Rory? Rory's boys. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I forgot. Sorry. No, that's fine. Whoops. Well, more than one. <laughs> Ambridge can have more than one. Exactly. Play. That's fine. <laughs> oh, you see, I want Paul to get back with Rory. But anyway, there we go. Well, I'm just wondering, will Lillian go after Harry? That could be something else. <gasps> we are heading into Christmas, as you say, and New Year's Eve. So there's often... You know, big storylines there, so we'll have to wait and see. But we've got a big storyline of our own. Talking of big storylines, not really. It's just a bit of housekeeping. Eek. But the news is, on Saturday, there will be another interview. Hopefully, we're doing it on Thursday with someone very exciting. But until it's all recorded, I won't say who. So that'll be coming out on Saturday. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. After that, we're going to take a three-week break from the interview. So the Tuesday episodes will keep going. Boxing Day will be here. 2nd of January will be here. Every Tuesday will be here. But a three-week break from the interviews. And then after that, once they restart, we've got a very special restart in January, it will then be interviews every other weekend. So we're not throwing too much at you, but we've still got those bonus interviews. But also, drum roll, we are starting... Patreon. Only for those who wish to, £5 a month. And we're working on some seasonal live extravaganzas uh, that we've got in the pipeline that are all very exciting and a lot of fun. So if you go to Patreon, look for All About the Archers. You should find us there and you'd be ever so welcome to join us there. So just look after yourselves. We'll be back on Saturday with the special interview and then back on Tuesday, I'll be with Quentin and there'll just be more of this madness. So thank you ever so much for joining us. It's a bye-bye from me. And ta from me. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>